Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Do you fancy a pint after this? I've never fancied a pint. I don't know why I asked you that, but then you bitch out when I don't ask you, because me and Ben are going to yes, go... Yes, but f- you, can, you can invite people out for drinks that aren't beer. Me and Ben are going to go for a drink after ben this. Ben and I. Ben and I are going to go for a drink after this. Would you like to come? Do I need to drink beer? No, you don't have to drink beer. I'd be delighted. Well, are you actually coming? Delighted. Start the bloody episode. I can't win with you. And welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life. Aiming to answer your 21st... Can I stop you? For the last few episodes, where in that script does it say aiming? Yeah, but I put aiming in. No, but we do answer. We don't aim to, we do. Why are you telling me this now? Oh, you're going to get right on my wick today. You really are. Answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to everyday dilemmas. Like, is it possible to be too thirsty? And how long should you leave it before you throw out that box of leftovers at the back of your fridge? I'm bad for that. I I leave it a good week sometimes. Oh, dear. I could order a Chinese on Saturday and have it the Saturday after. I've been known to do that. And, of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss. But we're not your usual agony aunts, are we, William Hansen, UK's leading etiquette expert? No, we're not, Jordan North, radio presenter. I'm more Notting Hill, you're more William Hill. <laughs> They're really good. That's nice, They're really isn't good. Um, OK, g They are rough, though, some you buckies, the aren't they? Thank you. Do you know I'm not a betting man? Are you not? No, I've never... I'm never I've been in a buckies a few times, but every time I've been in a buckies, it's... A, oh, Every time you've been in a book is... It's... Um, go on, I'll have, a, I'll have a top up. We have started already. Uh, oh, um, every time I've been in a book is, is exactly how you imagine it. Like, blokes there with you. I once went into a book is, I said, can I back an horse in here? And he went, sure, of course you can. I went, hey, boy. Hey, boy, come in. And uh, The old ones are the best. Wait for Jordan's Jolly Joke of the Week coming up very soon. Um, OK, who should we do? Well, why don't we toast all the people that have bought tickets for our live show? Should we toast them? Yeah. To our ticket Ticket buyers. holders, yeah. Ticket holders? Ticket holders. Ticket buyers. Ticket oh, I had holders. a nightmare with my Burnley ticket the other week. Mm. I got it sent to the wrong address, didn't I? Well, Are you not a season pass person? A season pass. I've got a season ticket, but this was for an away match at Watford. Oh, and the season pass doesn't work? A couple of weeks ago. Right. Uh, so um, I forgot to put on my flat number, so right. I just sent it. So I was hoping it'd go to reception. Reception. Mm-hmm. Get you. Not only do you have an ensuite, <laughs> but you have a reception. Hey. Wow. I'm still man of the people. Does your mother go around telling people you've got a reception? 
Oh, our Jordan, we're so proud of him. He's got an ensuite and a reception. Darlings, I'm so disgusted with my William. He doesn't even have an ensuite or a reception. I do, actually. It's 8am. I don't have reception, I have concierge. BBC Breakfast hasn't even finished, but I'm on my second jeans, darlings. <laughs> anyway, um, you know the drill. If you want to send us a problem, we're going to tackle them in a minute. Sexofmyboss.com You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexofmyboss.com Did you just say that? Yes, basically. I well, this is my send... bit. Yeah, well, but... you, honest to God, you're boiling my piss today, you. You really are. If you want our help with something, then you can tweet us at sextonmyboss or you can write to William who promises a handwritten reply in his own letterhead of paper. The address is on the website, sextonmyboss.com. Big round of applause to producer Ben for managing to print off the script this week, <laughs> who last week was really hungover. I mean, he is needy at the best of times, but hungover, Ben. Oh, Kat, you have our sympathy. Kat is Ben's girlfriend. Benny bathroom killed up in a ball. I'm going needy. I just feel really ugly. Come on, Ben. Come and get on set here. I'll look after you. Will you stroke my hair? Cass is... Ben's, Ben's girlfriend is coming to us to the event of the century next week. Where? I'm so excited. Oh, Mary bloody Poppins. Kick your knees up, step in time. Kick your knees up, step in time. Never need a reason, never need a rhyme. Kick your knees up, step in time. Consider yourself. No, uh, that's help. not... That's Oliver. <laughs> Consider yourself one of the family. Are you one of the family? You've got to pick a pocket or two. You've got to pick it's a not pocket the or two. Mary Poppins this is wrong show. <sighs> so yes, we're going to uh, Mary Poppins, which yeah. will be the sixteenth time that I've seen it in total. Sixteenth? How? I mean, my favourite film's Goodfellas. I think I've seen it. Eight, nine. Yeah, but I with, probably have actually. I probably have seen it fifteen with, times. With respect. That is a film that never changes. That is that is tattooed on your DVD disc or wherever you watch it. Mary Poppins is a live performance. This is the stage show that I've seen. I've seen the. I mean, I have seen both films quite a lot of times. But the stage performance changes because it's it's a live performance, and there are little tweaks that they have done to it over the years. How can you know, like comedians and people that tour have those weirdos that sit in front and make and pat lunches? You know what I mean? Yeah, you're that guy. You're that guy that sits in 16 times to go and watch the same show. Well, it's not the same show because there's so many things they've changed. You need to get out more. You need to get out more. <laughs> I do get out. I get out into the Prince Edward Theatre. I was saying, like, I go and watch Burnley every weekend. Yes, come on, well, there we go. Yes. It's exactly the same. But it's like, it's not the same match, not the same thing that happens. Well, it basically you know? is they score goals or not in Burnley's case. Oh, check away, lad bounce, way, way, check you out, way. How are Burnley doing at the moment? They're doing all right. Yeah. Yeah, good. But anyway, I'm very excited. I've ordered, Basically, I'll be honest, I'm going to come clean here now. When they announced that Mary Poppins was coming back into London, obviously I need to see it as many times as I can. And although you think I'm made of money, I do like to save money. And if you get a group of 10 people together, you get reduced ticket prices. So I basically forced eight people to come along so I can go and see it for a slightly reduced ticket price. So thanks very much. And if anybody from the Mary Poppins cast is listening, I'm going to apologise now because I'm probably going to be in the audience with a face like a bulldog licking piss off a thistle. So, my bad. I'm sure we'll tell you all about it next week once we've seen it. Even, I think you're going to love it. Even Ben's dreading it. Well, I don't really care because I've got a cheap ticket. Yeah, I know. You don't even need to come now because... I'm, Where are we sat again? The stalls? No, we're in the in the Royal Circle. Is that good? Well, yes, it's not right up in the gods. It's just on the first... 
raised layer. Oh. There are many reasons why I've put us in that in that zone. Partially because also the stalls are more expensive, so I think even you probably would have balked at, at paying a reduced oh. ticket price in the stalls. How much is it? Again, I've still not paid you. How I much do I owe you? I can't remember. I'll look I've got ticket. two tickets. Yeah. How much is it? I can't, I can't remember. I'll have a look. It was months and months ago we booked it. Oompa. Do-pa, no, wrong show. <laughs> Can you name any songs from Mary Poppins? Yes. Hang on, I do know one. What's the Chimney Sweep one one? Well, I just sang it. What? Step in Time. No, what's the other one? Um, Chim Chimney. Chim Chimney, Chim Chimney, Chim Chim Chiru. I'll be there because this is a Burnley song, you know. What? Did you not know that? Don't, oh my please God! Please don't ruin Mary Poppins. How have me? I not told you that? A famous Burnley song that we sing... So a lot of rival oppositions go, Chim Chimini, Chim Chimini, Chim Chim Chiru. We ate those bastards in claret and blue. And then we go, Chim Chimini, Chim Chimini, Chim Chim Chiru. We are the bastards in claret and blue. No one likes us. We don't care. We are Burnley. Well, Super Burnley. This isn't the I'm going to get thrown out of this, aren't I? <laughs> don't, please don't sing along. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing along. When they start doing Chim... I forgot that's from Mary no, because Poppies. also that bit is right at the end of Act 1 and they will remove you from the rest of the show. I'm going to get up and go, Chim Chimney, Chim Chimney, Chim Chim Chiru. We are the... In Clara and Blue. And it's no day never. No, wrong show. No day never no more. So we play Bastard Rovers. No, never, no more. Well, I don't think I'll be singing it for a 17th time. Let's put it that way now. You've ruined it. I know another one. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. It's even something. Though the, even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I know one. I know another one. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I know another one. Can you spell it? I don't know. I know another one. Hang on, it's going to come to me. A spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go well, down. We've got the words, not the tune. Yeah. Medicine, go, go down. down. Medicine, go down. down. Oh, Supercalifragilistic God. used to be my password, but that did get quite boring quite quickly, so I changed it. Oh, God. S-U-P-E-R. Do you know if you went on Mastermind... Right, no, that's fine, I won't spell it for you. Do you know if you went on Celebrity Mastermind? Sorry. Mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually get asked to go on that. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Didn't That'd like be my your, specialist subject. Would that be your specialist subject? It would, would be my backup specialist subject. What would be your first? Keeping up appearances. Oh. Hmm. Why didn't you go on Celebrity Mastermind? They didn't like my specialist subject. What was it? They didn't? No. Why? Well, I don't know why, because clearly because they don't know good comedy. So did you refuse to go on? Well, that's my specialist subject. You can't make me sort of suddenly like something else. Mine would be Phoenix Knights or the Royal Family. But it'd be... Mine might be the Royal Family, but again, a different one. Mine would be the Royal Family TV show, but knowing my luck, I'd get there and we go, Jordan, who was Henry VIII's first wife? <laughs> I'd be like, ah, what, I'm on about... Oh, no, sorry, David. I'm on about... I meant Royal Family as in Jim Royal. The, I wanted the to know about Carolina Hearn. <laughs> Can you imagine me turning up there? <laughs> who was Henry VIII's first wife? Carolina Hearn. <laughs> <laughs> what year did uh, the Queen get married to Prince Philip? I, I, I don't know. I thought you were going to ask me about Beverly Macker. Uh, well, I can't wait to see Mary Poppins with you. Mm-hmm. I, it's, I will, once we've seen Mary Poppins, I'm going to tell you why I wanted to take you to Mary Poppins. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that a surprise in store? No. No, not about the show. I mean, the show is phenomenal. It's oh. got lots of five-star reviews, by the way. Oh, great. Obviously. Right, I'm looking forward to it. Quick one for you today, Etiquette Expert. Yes. I think I offended my hairdresser. Well, I'd be offended with that haircut, yes. <laughs> Good one. At least I can get my hair cut. Oh. <laughs> You're just going for a spit, shine and polish, don't you? <laughs> Show on your head more, Gavner. Show on your head, Gavner. 
I'm anyway, rising to this. Um, I, he cut me air. He's a nice guy. He's, I actually, I actually love going to be hairdressers now. Should have cut your throat. <laughs> I found a really nice one in London. I love going in. We have like proper pants in there. I think I just go now just for crack. And is that sort of hairdresser? Really? <laughs> Shut up. Something for the weekend. Anyway, so. he cut me air, and as soon as he cut me air, I mm. paid him. I tipped him. I always tip. And I put my hat on, and he looked well peed off. There's many a hairdresser in London, you've given your tip. <laughs> I put my hat on, and I think if you get your hair cut, I'm going to say to anyone that's listening: if you get a hair, if you get your hair cut, as you walk out, don't put a hat on. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, I think it's offensive. What sort of hat did you put on? Fedora, Homburg, eh? Fedora. Is that cap that I have? Your Under Armour cap. Yeah. Why does everyone hate me in that? Producer Ben's just buzzed through because you look like a knob. <laughs> so my advice today, Gene Divas, if if you get your hair cut. As soon as you walk out, don't put a hat on. One thing I will say about hairdressers is my, my barber's great, but they never style your hair how you like it. You come no, out, they don't actually. What, they, come, no. they, they do their bit and you're like, what are you doing to my head here? I look like I've come on an open top bus and then you, you, you fiddle about with it when you get back in the car, but don't put a cap on. It's offensive. Yeah. Even where I go for my haircut, she, and, and, you know, it's a nice place. She doesn't, still doesn't do my hair quite like I do. Everyone's got their own And way. you walk in with your hair done how you want to. Mm. And I want to say, look at this. Take a photo if you want. This is what it needs to look like, but shorter. Oh. Mm. And I also don't get why hairdressers say, what do you want me to do today? Well, I just want you to cut it. Just make it look like this, but a little bit less. I don't want a mohawk. Hey, that's what well, I'm not. An odd if job. I wanted a different hairstyle, I would have told you. On the feet all day, and you're there going. <laughs> no, I love I love Angela, my hairdresser. She's lovely, but it's like, come on, it's a superfluous question. Random one, nothing to do with hairdressers. Did you see that email about Burnley Football Club? No. So a listener called Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Is, Elizabeth is going to turf. He's going to turf more for a Christmas party. Someone called Elizabeth is going to turf more. She and, in the right place? Yes, shut up. And she emailed Burnley Football Club saying, I'm coming to your Christmas party. Will you have any de Bonnet in? And they emailed her back saying, we won't. The last time we had the Bonnet in yeah. was when the Queen visited Turf Moor. There we go. What what, what do you think of that? And and you was watching The Crown recently. Yes. And, the, and, and she was drinking... There is a, the, well, the, no, it's the Queen Mother. Marianne Bradley, I think, who plays the Queen Mother. There was a shot in episode three or episode four, I think it was actually, where the royal family were all watching that royal family documentary that they did in the uh, in the late 60s. That they dreaded and hated. Yeah, they? and the Queen Mother next to her, on a little uh, side table, is a gin and a bonnet. Is it actually? It's clearly a gin and a bonnet, because that's what she drank. I think that's amazing that they said the last time they had it in. So it is definitely the Queen's favourite drink, isn't oh, it? Without, without How are you getting on with the crown? Uh, yes, I finished it, it's very good. Yeah? Yeah. Better than the first two series? Uh, I would say it's on a par... I actually, it's series, fantastic. I, series I've not watched two, it. Yet. There are a few episodes that were a bit sort of not terrible by any means, but just sort of not as good as some of the really good episodes. But series three, other than one episode, which I didn't think was was fine, it was a bit dull. I thought it was very good. I love it. I can't wait to watch it. I'm just waiting for the right time. Right. Mm. We should get on with it. It's nice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Let's move on. We're nearly at the halfway point, but before that, it's time for what a few people really enjoy. Jordan's joke of the week. Considering we're now in December, I've got a Christmas joke for you. I went to the garden centre today and bought a Christmas tree. The assistant said to me, will you be putting that up yourself? 
and I'll tell you <laughs> and I'll tell you the punchline after the break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So I went to the garden center today and bought a Christmas tree. The assistant said to me, will you be putting that up yourself? I replied, no, you sick bastard. I'll be putting it up in my living room. (laughs) Sitting room. (laughs) Do you want another one? Yes. What have William Hansen and Father Christmas got in common? Oh, I don't know. They only come once a year. (laughs) If you're lucky. (laughs) You tell us a joke. Come on, you have to tell us a joke. My wife's maybe lactose intolerant. Why? She's a cow. Shall we move on to the letters? Yep, let's do it. Oh, Christmas is uh, just around the corner and we have a thing for you. Look at our merchandise. We've got some lovely, executive, luxury, ribbed merchandise. Ribbed for your pleasure. We released it at the end of last week, uh, but if you're after a Christmas present for your loved one, if they're a G&Diva, go to sexofmyboss.com slash merch, M-E-R-C-H. Hey, good idea, yeah. If you know someone that's a big G&Diva, check out our merch. Now they can wear products that say G&Diva. They can have luxury tote bags that gives them the G&Diva a recipe. It is really good merch. I'm not just saying that. There's some really good stuff. It's on very there. luxury. I've ordered two t-shirts. You've ordered two t-shirts? Mm-hmm. Are you going to wear them together? No, I'm giving them to some friends for Christmas. You're re- right. Okay. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. And Ben's made me pay for them. Well, quite right. Well, I'm bloody We're not a co-host slash executive producer of this You podcast. are not executive producer. I am the executive producer. You're not the executive producer. I bloody am, I you tell you. You are a co-producer. I will give you that. I'm executive producer. Your co-producer. Cope? No. Did you have to write the descriptions for the merchandise? Right, let's go to the questions. William Hanson, let's top up your G&D. Oh, for heaven's sake. Oh, are we, are we still going to pub after this? Yes. Yeah. Lovely. Are you on Guinness or lager, Ben? Right, well, we'll get these questions done and we'll have a Guinness. First I mean, round's do, do you two want to go? I'll just do the rest of the podcast myself. Okay. What are you drinking? What, be gin and tonic, probably. Because I doubt they'll have to bomb well, You can get first round in if you're getting a gin and tonic. Dear Ben, Jordan and William Thank you for giving me the D 
It's my first time ever having won anything. Oh, this must be someone that we oh, sent you to. Oh, well, they sent us a, a thank you card. My question for you is, in late December, my parents are meeting my boyfriend's parents for the first time <gasps> after five years oh. of us being together to celebrate my boyfriend's birthday. If we go out for dinner, who should pay? I look forward to your response. See you in January in Birmingham. Lots of love, Emily. Great question, Emily. First of all, how, how long should your parents meet you? Um, I would say if it's sort of between six to 12 months is probably where you should be introducing Six them. to 12 months. And now, Emily, I don't know anything about your relationship. Maybe you or your boyfriend live away or your parents are in a different country. It, it, there could be mitigating circumstances for this five-year delay. But if you basically live in the same country, I would say it's a little bit long. But it's fine. At least you're doing something about it. When did your parents meet Mikey's parents? When did your parents meet Mikey's parents? Um, probably less than a year into it. How did that go? Very well. And who paid? Who pays for the meal? I, I think, think they should, split it. I think you should split it. I agree with you. Yeah, I think they split I it. I think you should all agree to split it. Unless, say your parents, Emily, live in Birmingham and your partner's parents have travelled down. Mm-hmm. Maybe you and your parents should offer to pay if they've travelled down. Look at me. Look at me. I, I tell you what, I'm going to be on Steve Wright soon, giving all etiquette expert <laughs> advice. Look at this. I'm going to be teaching it. That's that's good advice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. very good. Do you agree with that? What did you say? So, Emily's from Birmingham, right? Yes. Says here on her address. If Emily's partner's parents are coming to Birmingham, they're travelling, yep. maybe Emily and her parents should offer to pay. Yeah, that's not, not a bad idea. And then you would make it clear... Uh, visiting parents will get it the next time. That's Jordan North, the UK's second but soon to be first leading etiquette expert. There we go. Okay, well, thanks very much, Emily. Are you no, drunk? No, not yet. Are you on your way? I'm on my way. <laughs> I'm on my way. Oh, God. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Jordan, look at this. Oh, Christ, this is an essay. We've got, have we got an A4 letter that's double sided. <sighs> What's the etiquette there of writing a double... Are you allowed to write double-sided for letters? Um, normally we would say two pieces of paper. But two what? Two, se- two pieces of paper. Two pieces of paper. He's been on the gin. He's on the gin. Look at him. He's his mother's son, all right? And two pieces of paper, darling. I recommend that you write on pass me the letter. pieces of paper. Drunk William is my favourite William. After naked William. But let's not talk about Monaco. Okay, buckle up, everyone. Buckle, buckle up, everyone. <laughs> Get some water, you seshed. Dear William and Jordan, I hope this finds you both well. I'm writing to you as Christmas is fast approaching and I wanted to find out what the etiquette is around re-gifting. A few years ago, while studying, I worked at a well-known chocolate shop, Hotel Chocolat. One of the benefits of working there was that we were allowed to take home. Write-offs were completely free of charge. These would be things such as broken bars, open packets and also former window displays. Oh, what a deal. Although the chocolate shop is a well-known success, the pay isn't great. So when it came to Christmas presents, I relied on my 50% off discount and getting my hands on as many write-offs as possible. Yeah. One year, I was lucky enough to get my hands on a large 38-piece selection box, which I thought would be perfect for my, at the time, in-laws. I was chuffed to bits. I wrapped it up, labelled it and lovingly popped it under their tree for Christmas Day. 
When it came to my in-laws finally opening the gift uh, that I took from the Nobody Wants This box, I was mortified. It was obvious now that the box I had taken was in fact an ex-window display box. Not only did it have chocolates missing, but the chocolates that were in there were bloomed from the heat and covered in dust. Being British, they were of course polite and said thank you, but it's safe to say that this has put me off re-gifting for life. What are your thoughts on regifting? Many thanks in advance, Alexandra Morris. My attitude to regift, I wouldn't regift generally because I would always say if you're, I mean, diff- slightly different in your instance, Alexandra, but if you get, if Jordan gave me something that I thought was terrible, if I think it's terrible, why am I giving it to someone else? What does that say about my relationship with that other person? I think it's hideous, but you might like it. Yeah, but sometimes you might get some. And you think, oh, I know someone that's like that. I've re-gifted a few times. Like what? Bottles of wine. Uh, what did I re-gift it? Um, I've re-gifted a few things. Uh, socks. I've got loads of socks. You've re-gifted socks? Yeah. That'd I wouldn't be... even gift socks, let alone re-gift Hey, what's wrong with... I love getting socks for Christmas, even though I've got loads. I love getting new pyjamas for Christmas. My mum always gets me new pyjamas. So um, does my mother, actually. Mm, it's a yeah. mum thing, isn't it? yeah. Darling, they fit. I was very pissed when I bought them at the time. If you're going to re-gift, re-gift with caution, but I wouldn't ever gift uh, window displays or, or chocolates that are... Re-gifting is fine. Just don't do the ultimate of re-gifting something that someone gave you. So if they gave you a bongo drum, don't give them a bongo drum. I would have after. six degrees of separation between the, the giver, the original giver, and the new recipient. Next uh, question. This one is from Rachel Egan. It's come on... It's come to us via email. Are you drunk? Could you read this? <laughs> Do you want me to read it? <laughs> right, here, have some, let me pour you some, pass me a glass, you pisshead. What's this one here? <laughs> Are you sure you want to come for a drink? I might just have a little water. <laughs> just like your mother. Can we get a sick bucket for William? <laughs> Dear William and Jordan, every year in mid-December, my husband and I host a festive soiree for our closest friends. We call the event Fistmas. <laughs> Good heavens. Fistmas. That says Fistmas, doesn't it? It does. We call the event Fistmas, which has developed over time from the original title of Friends Christmas. Fistmas. I love it. I love it. It's my new favourite word. We're going to have a Fistmas this year, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> Oh, if you're coming. You will be after I've been giving you <laughs> no! a fist. <laughs> oh, this is brilliant. The aim of the party is to get merry, play some games and eat some festive food, usually in the style of a buffet. I like to cook all the buffet food myself from scratch. Just go to Iceland. We have recently become close friends with a vegan couple who attended Fistmas 2018 and are coming back to Fistmas 29 edition. Does she realise what it's called? (laughs) Last year, I prepared some separate vegan dishes and also made communal dishes. Communal. 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 It's not communal, it's communal. Communal. Yes. Some communal dishes that were possible to make without meat and dairy. Vegan in anticipation of all guests enjoying the same food where possible. It's like year eight again, this. May have to read it in front of class. <laughs> I'm sure you used to do it to annoy me. However, in order to make sure my vegan guests didn't accidentally eat anything they wouldn't want to, I placed the vegan food on a separate table to the non-vegan dishes. 
This separation of all vegan dishes caused the meat eaters to totally avoid the vegan table, despite a lot of them being meant for everyone's enjoyment. This led to significant wastage slash doggy bag requirements. I would like to ask if you think I should take a different approach this year with the preparation of vegan dishes. I am desperate not to exclude them, but also conscious not to cause wastage or confusion to other guests who simply want to relax and enjoy the Christmas party. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for your kind help. I really do look forward to your podcast each week. Ah, I suffer with mental health sometimes. And it really lifts my spirits when I feel down. I'm very grateful for all the hard work you put into it. Make each episode. Big up the D, Rachel. Oh, Rachel, that, that's, that's lovely, Rachel. That's lovely. Thank you for taking the time to write. Fistmas. <laughs> do you know what the question is there? It's how should they present the vegan food. Rather than putting on a separate platter, you might want to consider getting a different coloured or shaped or designed plate, and then you can put it still on the same table, but you can basically say to the vegans, the uh, plates with the gold rim are the vegan plates of the vegan food, whereas the plates that are plain white are for everyone else. That's that's a good, good advice. Or just... Put your vegan food outside each shed and make them eat it in there. Because no, let's you face can't send it, the vegans outside. They're going I mean, as much as we want to. They're going to go, don't introduce them as the vegans because they've probably already told everyone before they've got through the bloody door. <laughs> Hi, I'm Steph. I'm a vegan. This is my partner Arthur. He's a vegan. We decided to go vegan ten years ago because we're uber safe. No, they didn't decide to go ten years ago. They decided to go vegan ten days ago. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't. I used to go out with a vegan. So I used to go out with vegan, and we used to. Yes, you did, and I said, I said, if you bring that vegan over, I'm, you're coming for coffee. You're not coming for dinner. So yeah, um, I'm gonna do that. That's my New Year's resolution. What? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be a veggie, but I'm gonna like, because my housemate's veggie, so I always make him loads. I'm gonna try and not eat meat at home. It's called a flexitarian. Oh, wow, really? Producer Ben's just... I didn't know you did that. Producer Ben does that. Do you not eat meat at home? No wonder he's got no energy. Why? What do you eat? Oh, God, I'm oh, such lentil. a... Oh, lun- my God. Don't go near your boss. Have you heard me? I'm such a... I'm such a media type now, aren't I? What? Going part-time veggie. Flexitarian, it's called. Flexitarian. Um, Are you going to be a lacto-ovo-vegetarian, an ovo-vegetarian, or a lacto-vegetarian? A what? Anyway, to summarise, I think you give good advice there. Don't make them feel different. No, you can put them all on the same platter, but just colour code the uh, the plates, maybe. Even though they'll probably look different there in the knitted woolly jumpers and hats. But <laughs> so I'm joking to any vegans listening. I'm joking. Can we have a fisting party? A, a fistmas party. <laughs> I meant a fistmas party. I meant a fistmas party. <laughs> you can bring Mikey as well. <laughs> yeah, can we have an end of series? Fisting time! Ah! I meant Fistmas! I think I know what you meant. I think it's the Fistmas. <laughs> can we have a Fistmas? Oh, Christ. Next letter. Final letter. <laughs> oh, God. Dear William Jordan and the other one, my name is Wayne Perry and I'm a TV carpenter. Whatever that is. Did you just make TV units out of wood? I don't know what that means. No, he works on the telly as a carpenter. Oh, right, okay. He works on television sets, programmes. He's a famous carpenter. Wasn't that Jesus? Do you think Jesus has written into us? Oh, God, it is Christmas. My name is Wayne Perry and I'm a TV carpenter. Thankfully, what I'm about to discuss didn't happen whilst a camera crew was present. Otherwise, it would be a whole different kind of show. 
I was recently building some wardrobes in a private client's loft. Whilst the lady of the house was downstairs making tea, I was upstairs clearing the space to make room to work. After moving the bed to one side, I realised I had unearthed something rather embarrassing. Oh, God. As I could hear the lady of the house making her way up the stairs, I discovered a large dildo and a tube of lube for all to see left in the middle of the room. In panic, I quickly picked them up and put them in a drawer just before the lady arrived. Was this the right thing to do? Moving and picking up someone's dildo with my bare hands. <laughs> Thankfully, the lady was none the wiser and I thought I had avoided any embarrassment. But as we discussed the job and the choice of door knobs she wanted, I suddenly watched the colour drain from her face as the realisation of what I had seen was becoming apparent to her. What is the etiquette for acknowledging an embarrassing situation? As I don't know what to do, I'm sad to say I continued the conversation and had to watch her suffer internally. Should I find myself in this situation again, your advice would be greatly appreciated. Yours, Wayne Perry. Year seven, Dale Becker. I can still remember it now. I was staying over at his house and we were looking for batteries and we found his mum's dildo. Oh. And I can still remember it now. He didn't know what it were. He thought it was a cock novelty cocktail stirrer. I can still remember it now. And he started, like, playing with it and switching oh! it on. Bare hands. I mean, at 11-year-old, how would you tell your mate that that's your mum's dildo? At 11 years old, why did you know what that was? Mm. Why did I know? I, I'm freaked myself out now. Oh, if we've not gone from fisting, we're talking about dildos. I'm so sorry if anyone's listening that's a bit... I don't think if they've got this far in the podcast, they're easily offended. Um, what is the etiquette if you find someone's dildo? I think you just do... I think, to be honest, what Wayne Perry, TV Carpenter, did was probably correct. You just move on. Yeah. You say nothing. You pretend you don't know. That's that. Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd agree there. We never talked about that, me and Dale, that no, night. No, funny that. We never talked... Do you keep in touch? Hmm... No, not really, no. I haven't spoke to him in ages. I wonder how his mum's doing. Mm. Keeping herself entertained, apparently. Well, she's thank- buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dildo, not a vibrator. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for those questions. We, as ever, have enjoyed your contributions. This, if you want to set what? This has been my favourite episode in ages. You're really pissed. Some great questions. I mean, Fistmas. How have we not thought of that? Friends at Christmas. Fistmas. <laughs> Can you just read the Get in Touch info? Uh, okay. Remember, if you want to help with something, then you can tweet us at SextonMyBoss. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at SextonMyBoss.com or you can write to William, who promises a handwritten reply in his own letterhead of paper. The address is on the website, SextonMyBoss.com. William, what have we learnt today? Oh, God knows. (laughs) Goodbye. 
Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com